Welcome to ACE Audio, the podcast that supports, educates, informs, and motivates manual therapists around the world. So Sean Brewster with you again today. My 31 in 31 challenge continues to roll on. We've got 31 podcast episodes in 31 days of January. It's the challenge that I've set myself this month. Haven't missed a day yet, but we're still early in the month, so wish me luck. So today's topic, I'd like to talk about what could be a fairly sensitive topic for, I think, for a lot of people, but it's such an important one to address. And I've recently come across some really nice frameworks that I think can help you guys as well in the way that you address these situations. Now, the two situations, emotional states that I think we often find ourselves in that can get us stuck in our personal lives, in our business lives, in our careers, wherever it might be, are fear and anxiety. And I recently heard this and I thought it was very, very clever. And it's just a reframe a different way of looking at something that we all experience that none of us are immune from, um, but often we find ourselves getting stuck with these states. So if we can reframe it, we can often find a different way to move forward. So the first one's being fear. Now we've all experienced fear before. In fact, many of us experience it on a regular basis, but we can probably reframe, reframe this in most scenarios to having not enough options in a situation. Okay, if we're going to make it a little bit simpler and use less threatening language. So if you're fearful of something, you have a sense of not having enough options of what to do. I'm going to give you an extreme example. You're being chased by a lion, right? You can probably imagine what that would feel like. Very much fear-inducing. You've got two options, stand still or run away, right? And that those that lack of options for some people might actually leave them paralyzed and they end up getting eaten by the lion. They don't know what to do, and so they stay right? They just freeze. And so fear can be paralyzing for a lot of people because of this lack of options. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't remember the last time I was chased by a lion. So let's use a different example, something we might be able to relate to. So it might be that you wake up one day, look at your bank account, and the numbers are not what you'd like to see. So maybe maybe you're broke. Maybe the numbers are really, really low. Financially, you don't have many options here. Okay, you're, you're stuck. Where's the next dollar going to come from? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed myself and my family? A lack of options, very much fear-inducing. I know I've been there, and I'm pretty sure most of us watching this or listening to this will have been in that situation before where you feel like, oh, no, this is not good. That's not enough money to get me from where I am to where I want to go, and I, and I don't know how I'm going to build those numbers up in my bank account again in the near future to support myself as I move forward. Very much a fearful situation, very much a sense of lack of options. So if we can relate to those two things as being not enough options, feeling stuck, feeling fearful, we can now look at anxiety as the other one with the same kind of framework. Now, anxiety can be likened to having too many options. And we might use different terms for anxiety. For some people, they might use the term stress, overwhelm, whatever it might be. But if we use just stick with anxiety for now, and if we reframe that as having too many options, We might look at something like a to-do list. You've written your to-do list on a Sunday night for the week ahead and you look at it and there's 57 things on there and you know you're not going to be able to do them all. That can leave you with a sense of, oh, I don't know what to do first, which things are most important. And for a lot of people, they don't do any of them. Well, they can't get started because they get this sort of inertia, can't move forward, don't know which direction to go first, too many options. Another situation might be that you're walking into a potentially quite stressful situation. Maybe it's someone that you need to speak to at work about something sensitive. Maybe it's at home. And this sense of too many options sticks its head up again, which is where we, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. I don't know how the person's going to respond to what I need to say to them. I don't know how I'm going to respond to what what they're going to say to me. It can be very much 
an anxiety-inducing situation, which again can make people freeze and not want to go into that situation, end up avoiding it, and then avoiding a very important scenario that they need to deal with. And so anxiety is a very real situation for many of us. And again, it just comes, we can potentially reframe this as having too many options. So fear, not enough options, anxiety, too many options. Now, I think you'd probably agree that the solution to an option-based problem is taking some action. If that line is chasing you, you run, you don't stand still. If the bank account is looking really bad, you do the thing that you know will help fill the, the account back up, you go to work, you go and apply for a job, you do something. Right? If your to-do list is too long, start somewhere, pick a thing. If you're worried about how that conversation is going to go, you know that if you just get in there and get started, it'll kind of be over soon. You can move on and you can move past it regardless of how it ends. And so action is the solution for any option-based problem. But here's the challenge, right? What action do we take? If it's a situation where you don't have enough options, you might be fearful that you would take the wrong action. If it's a situation where you've got too many options, the same thing applies. Which, what if I take the wrong action? So choosing the action is where we really have to whittle this down to. What action should I take? And I, I picked up this different way of looking at, at taking action from a, a, a famous investor by the name of Charlie Munger. And he uses it as a, a different way of deciding what to do called inverted thinking. Now, when you look at a number of options and you can't decide which action to take first or even which action to take at all, you can kind of be stuck, right? Like, what do I do? And that can leave you feeling fearful or it can leave you feeling anxious. But if we flip this around and use this idea of inverted thinking, we're going to try to start by thinking about what are the things we shouldn't do in this situation? And it's a funny thing that happens in our brain that the logic that comes out in this, because we can always think of what we shouldn't do in a situation, right? We shouldn't stand still and get eaten by the lion. We shouldn't do none of the things on our to-do list because none of them will get done, right? So if we look at any situation and begin by what shouldn't I do, we then have a list of things that, to avoid. We flip that list back to the positive and that gives us, hopefully, a list of things or actions that we should be doing. So let's apply this to a case study. Imagine this is you about to start your own business. You've never run a business before. Um, you don't know where to begin. You don't know what actions to take first, but you know that this is something you want to do. Now, you could definitely walk into that being fearful. You could definitely walk into that feeling anxious. Too many options, not enough options are very much the reality as you start something that you're unfamiliar with. So we flip this situation and think about, okay, now I'm going to start a business that's going to fail. I, want, I don't want this to work. What are the things that I should do if I don't want this business to work, right? So I'm not going to contact my accountant and I'm not going to ask them what financial structure should I have here? What legal structure should I have here? Is this a sole trader? Is this a, a partnership? Is this a company? What sort of accounts should I have set up? What kind of payment systems should I be using? Those are the things I'm not going to do because I don't want this business to succeed, right? I know it sounds a little bit backwards, but stick with it for the moment. Inverted thinking, remember? It might be that you have to think about the, uh, the kind of stock that you're going to have, the equipment, the supplies for the business. So if I don't want the business to, to succeed, I'm not going to go and speak to other businesses and see and speak to the business owners and say, what did you buy first? What did you have in your clinic to start out here? What equipment is the bare necessities if my, for example, if my budget is low, right? What things shouldn't I buy? <laughs> another way to look at it. And so there's another section of things. And there's, so there's another list of things that we shouldn't do if we want that business uh, to succeed. 
And you can see how this goes, right? It might be marketing. If I don't want this business to succeed, I'm going to avoid doing things like building my network. I'm going to avoid doing things like uh, engaging with different groups on social media, using social media pl platforms, or maybe getting an expert in that has the skill sets that I don't have to be able to help me with those things. You see where I'm going? So it's fairly obvious when you think of the things that would be in the negative category. It can be quite difficult to think of the things that you want to do or should do for the business if you want it to win. And so we end up with this long list of all the things that we would never do for our own business if we were to start it. And then you just take that inverted thinking and you flip it. And very quickly, you can see a whole list of things that you should be doing based on the same type of common sense that we applied in the negative, only now we're applying to the positive. Okay, so we're touching on a couple of different things here. Emotional states that leave us kind of stuck. Not enough options, too many options. We've suggested that maybe the way forward through these situations is taking some form of action because it moves you from where you are now, which is where you don't want to be, to where you at least in the general direction of where you want to go. And then the, the next thing is, okay, well, what action do I take? Well, again, flip that around. If I can't decide what to do, what shouldn't I do in this situation? I'm not going to stand still because I don't want to get eaten by that line. I'm not going to avoid that difficult conversation because I know that I'm going to have to face it tomorrow or the next day if I don't do it today. And so it's very simple when you think about it. It's just applying a different kind of logic to a potentially very complicated and difficult situation, flipping it, and then very quickly, we can see a clearer, more succinct way forward. Okay, hopefully that's been of use. Inverted thinking, I'm sure you could Google that and find out some more examples of that. But it's something that I've used in more in recent times and been very, very helpful for me. And I'm hoping it can be for you too. So give it a try. Maybe let me know how you go.